Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the no man's land between Christmas and New Year's. I am news correspondent Zara King and I'm joined by my fellow news correspondent Richard Chambers. Hi, Zara. Political correspondent Gavin Riley. Hey, Zara, how are you? And comedian Peter McGann. Yay! You're very good to come in now in the middle space between Christmas and the New Year. I know. Well, you know, I was just so disappointed with what I got. From Santa? That I just, <laughs> this is going to cheer me right the way up. Sick of family heading yeah, in, yeah. I know. doing news podcasts. There's, only, there's the only so many turkey curries you can have. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You made it to the nice list. I did. Just about, about, I always, think. always. Just about. Sandy's nice list, which is the main one, which is the the other nice list. I'm on a few people's bowl list. I, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Who are we talking? Ah, it yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to give them the credit. <laughs> yeah. No, it does. Look, it's Twixmas. No one knows what day of the week yeah. it is. Exactly. Come on, dump, dump it all out. Who, whose naughty list are you on? Um, okay, um, my mum's. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually ended up quite sad. And, uh, all manner of uh, you know people that see themselves in my uh, work or misunderstand <laughs> things that I say as being about them. It's uh, it's <laughs> common enough. Common enough. It happens. But you do yeah, draw inspiration from real life, surely. Oh yeah, jeez, yeah. I do. Um, do you know Tony Brady? Like, is there a Tony Brady that you know? <laughs> I it's. It, I he I must do because he's yeah. in there somewhere. I would. I feel say, like I've met a Tony Brady. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. he. I can't. It's not. It's there's some people that are very specifically based on people, and uh, then there's the people that are a bit more of an amalgam, like Tony being amalgam. But there's definitely people that it favors more than others. <laughs> like that, I draw f- from more than others, and then other people literally is like, yeah, I, this lad now, I'll, I'll do him. <laughs> <laughs> he's in my sights. Yeah, let's get him. Well, the reason you're with us is because, and we haven't explained it from the start, this is our look back at the year that was 2023. I would say it's a lighter look back at the year, would you say? Mm. As much as possible as much for as the possible. Yeah, yeah. hellscape that it was. There's a lot of big yeah. news I, happening, so we're trying to... Yeah, when I, got, when I was asked to come on and take a light-hearted, zany look at the <laughs> year's events, it did feel like a little monkey's paw situation. You'll know, be famous enough to be invited on these things, but you'll have to make light of... Yeah, this apocalyptic year. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. fair, fair point. So start first with your story of the year. What was the new story of the year that uh, really caught you? It has to be the closest thing that I've ever gotten to witness. The, you know, those like mob trials in Godfather <laughs> Part 2. Uh, men in suits uh, with with self-given nicknames have to <laughs> swear in court uh, that they have no financial impropriety. That is the... Uh, <laughs> The RT, the Oireachtas here, uh, Mr. Ryan Tuberty and the RT staff, higher upper echelons. The mention of pinstripe suits there, that kind of rings a bell. Well, yes. One of your uh, best best received sketches this year was where you were portraying the solicitor of Ryan Tuberty showing up at not quite Leinster House. In fact, let's take a look actually at Peter's sketch this year. Ryan Tuberty's solicitor. How are you getting on, lad? I'm, uh, I'm after landing here now. Where about you? What do you mean? I, I'm like right outside here. I'm just land on the grounds. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I actually, I can see you. I can see you. I'm waving at you now. <laughs> can you not see me? Can you not see me? No, come here to me. I'm actually, I've got a, I've got a bad case. The old, uh, I think the old uh, Eroctus Committee shit is coming on the uh, the pre-show Browns. So, Joe, I'm going to pop into Jack's here really quick now. So I'll come out to you then. Can you not? <laughs> I'm waving at you there. No, listen, man. Uh, just I'll be there. I'll be two, two, two minutes max. All right, yeah. Okay. How are you, laddie? New whip, is it? <laughs> Beautiful. Like now, you say what's well, not based on? That's just based on something that I would do if I was in that situation. If I, yeah. I just my, I'm here. I know in theory uh, where, I, where they are, but I've heard RT enough times to be like, well, I'm going to RT. I suppose it's got to be there. It's yeah. got to be there. Mm. They've obviously invited them into their uh, <laughs> place of work to drill them a bit. And did they know you were filming out there that day? Or no, no, yeah. no, no. Fantastic. See, I live very I nearby it. and I just hopped a wall. Uh, I know in that instance, I snuck in behind someone who was, who was entering because they've got the electronic gates. But uh, And then uh, a week later, I was back to talk on Ray Darcy's show, which was nice. You know, nice <laughs> bit of... Whatever. And then I still had to hop a wall that time because uh, <laughs> I still don't know how to get in. <laughs> to it's honest. complex. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what it, about that story, I suppose, when we look at it, like, it's hard to kind of even remember. We, but we think about people were like, you know, taking their lunch break off to watch it. Like there was, we sent a camera down to a pub in Dublin to film sort of people watching that. Erotic that movie. was, yeah. And that there was, wasn't a massive turnout for that. No, there game, wasn't. Actually. I think there was but, two people in the pub who were watching fair this. Fair enough, yeah. But, uh, but that's the big so. screen. It was the biggest, it's the biggest, I think that was in the Camden. Yeah, that's you know, right. that one oh, where it used yeah. to go for the matches and it has like mm. one of the biggest TVs in Europe. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, this will obviously be the best place to watch it. I was like, there's two people there watching this giant screen. <laughs> Made it look like some sort of weird, you know, evil person's lair or something like that. Yeah. Watching. You know, I genuinely didn't think I'd want to. I care, I care enough to watch it. I'd yeah. get the highlights from you know headlines or whatever on Twitter. But like I was, I was working from home, and it was hard not to just have that tab open, click in, and see what's happened. Mm. Yeah. And it, like you know, it's ostensibly very boring. Kind of like the tone of the room, the, the but like you've just got it. Just the flop sweat of it all was just so. But the thing, I, I mean, people were willing to watch, say, the likes of Big Brother Live back in the day, watching mm. people in the middle of the day walking around eating chickpeas and kind of napping on the sofa. I mean, a Rockton's TV, Gavin, sometimes can be sort of like the best sort of reality TV, but in the sense that what happens yeah. on it really affects and your life. No, nobody thought that like Imelda Munster was going to be like some sort of... Uh, Rockstar. Like some, someone from the leftovers cast of The Thick of It, where she was just dropping like searing hot takes all over the place but she kind of became this cult hero for how little of the nonsense she was tolerating I imagine actually there's probably a lot of Oroctus members who would be delighted with the comparisons that you've just drawn between them and the Godfather part too like they yeah. love that idea Absolutely, that yeah. there's some kind of enforcers I don't really know if they've got that kind of cojones no they're they're the they're the senator whatever you have it you know that's they're, they're, they can be the, the guys who are putting these lads down for for whatever they're the square G men sort of characters yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the absolute suits for it yeah it was it was such wild because like it was such a weird standout moment that did have that crossover interest yeah um, I think it is when just by nature of having you know probably one of the most famous people in Ireland you know very much in the crosshairs the whole nature there's such a back and forth nature to the summer will he keep his job in RTE radio him being hauled before the Oireachtas was just such big squirmy sort of energy all the way through it. There was enough memes created out of his appearance. There was all those one-liners. Remember, I think it was um, his agent, Noel Kelly, I think in his opening address, uh, did a, a really memorable sort of look down the lens moment when it was, uh, this is not the Ryan Tuberty scandal. This is the RTE yeah. scandal. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was just so many moments yeah. which were just made for sound bites. So people were playing up for the moment and that was, that really did add to the spectacle, I think. Definitely. And it was wholesome. It's like, when it, nowadays when like there's a, 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 a presenter, a TV presenter, 
encounter is like uh, there's a scandal about them it's usually the worst thing you can yeah. possibly yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So now there's one where you can we can oh this is a bit of fun so, during the national naval gazing about how do you pronounce Renault where like you were little like oh, parlor games you yeah. were trying to figure out which committee members could pronounce it as Renault and then which ones were calling it Reynolds oh, yeah, or Reynolds or whatever and then there was a side thing of like some of the committee members calling him Turberdy all the time that yes. like you think that a guy who was like top of the news agenda for three months that they'd have learned to say his name yeah. after 14 years hosting the Late Late but they were still like Mr. Turberdy how, how are you now uh, yeah there, 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 was an, there was a lot of that and uh, I did like one time, Noel Kelly gave this impassioned plea about Ryan Tuberty. And then at the end of it, Ryan Tuberty just completely threw him under the bus. Like, I knew like, oh, nothing. Noel took care of all that. And it was, it was just great, great telly, great watch. Well, it does move us on then very cleanly to your person of the year, actually. Because, yes. And you've thought long and hard about this, Peter. Obviously, you know, it's something that you've really pondered on. <laughs> I have, yeah. I've, Who I've, is your person of the my year? My person of the year of 2023 is, I'm much like the time person of the year. You know, it's not always... You know, you're the most morally correct person, but my person of the year is uh, Noel Kelly. Super I, agent. Super well, agent Noel yeah. Kelly. He, he brought back the title. pinstripe suit. Yeah. I saw people wearing pinstripe after that photo came out. It's the most like, whenever I made my Debs era of like what lads would wear to the Debs, <laughs> black shirt, black pinstripe. <laughs> and like, they usually accompanied with a, like a light yellow or white tie that um. he didn't have in that photo. But yeah, it's a proper look that has gone out of style. But even like the evolution of everything since the summer of the Oireachtas Committee up to the announcement of his new job in London and that photo of Noel Kelly sort of was he flanked by Chris Evans and Ryan Tuberty and <laughs> yes. sort of like yes. overjoyed we made it kids I, you know it was It was very Alan Partridge outside, yeah. needless yeah. to say yeah. I had the last laugh sort of thing because yeah. um, no, where else why else would anybody in the general public need to see Somebody's agent, yeah, yeah. Exactly. for for these publicity yeah. photos. So mm. it was just very much like I want to be shown here as being vindicated, and here I am having a great laugh with. And I hope he continues that public face and persona. I really love that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Doctor Mary Casty can go on that. <laughs> <laughs> if a woman would be like, you know, if it deals with the worst of the worst, why can't Super Agent Noel Kelly? Uh, I'd love to see it. At all. He's a little I... compact. Take a move. <laughs> no, Kelly, if you're looking for any, I know I'm representation, but you know. I was about to say, you have your offer to do, would you take it from him? Uh, he, well, he, when you look at the resilience of him, that's what I mean. Like it's that's undeniable. To be fair, undeniable resilience there in Noel To be fair, because even just the lads, like, you know, his agency, NK Management, like, press released that picture of him with Chris Evans and Ryan Tuberty afterwards, and it was like, statement of, oh, how we're so proud of you. And there was that whole debate over whether, you know, is that going to be him finished or all of his clients going to be looking elsewhere for representation now? Actually, no, come the end of the year, they're mm. all still with him. He's all still trucking away. He might have been persona non grata for about a month and then Storm just moved on. He's still raking it in. I hope. I like, oh, more power to him. He's a, <laughs> a few not drop him. I won't say anything. Else. A couple of people did drop him, mm. yeah. A couple of people did. Um, Dr. Kira Kelly. Yeah, Dr. Kira Kelly was amongst the people who did drop him. Yeah. Um, and that was in the news for a while. Yeah, there was a couple yeah. of people. Lottie Ryan, of course, yeah, did a drop room as well. There was a couple of people who did. But there is a survivability element here, uh, which is quite incredible given. The fact oh, yeah. that literally all of the top political guns were aimed at him and he was hauled over the coals multiple, multiple times. And the fact that the new director general of RTE did call him out by name a couple of times saying that he wouldn't work with that agent again. But with despite the agency, he will work, but just not directly with no like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting to see that, you know, despite it all, he is there smiling right to the end of the year. <laughs> Good man, Noel. Yeah. Fair play, Noel. Fair play to Noel. Well Big done. Big applause for Noel. Good there. man, Noel. Yeah. <laughs> 
and obviously for the frontline staff and we're to you'll be challenging your next year and we obviously remember that though as well because there's a lot of changes that are coming down the line. Oh jeez, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But Peter, for you, like you are kind of, you've been doing this for a while but this year was really, you know, when was the moment for you that you kind of realised, right, this is kind of working out, this is this is going well? Um, Probably, if I'm, well, there was a few moments there was, when the, I had the sketch that went very big um, that some people shared, some big people shared that was the, I suppose you call it the voice note sketch. That's when that hit. And then I, when I got, I did, I got cast in a TV series that, so those two moments where I was like, oh, okay, things are going well. And I had Vicar Street, but I knew I had that going into New Year. So there, there was those moments where, I suppose collectively, because one moment is never the thing because yeah. one moment can come and go, especially in Ireland because, uh, just the way we're not set up for for this kind of career. But it's uh, when when kind of there was like three big, those were the three big moments where it's like, ah, people are buying what I'm selling and I don't have to sell myself too short to to make some, yeah. get myself out there, I suppose. Because the first one I saw that you made was the Christmas party guy. And was that, did you put that out last year or the year before? I put it's that really out. Like, was it very late last year? No, no it was, it was a couple of years. Yeah. Week. Well, to be honest with you, I put it out on, on Twitter Years ago, like years ago, and wow. and then when and I I was re- I rejected the idea of just doing the whole internet video thing for ages. Held <laughs> uh, off, as, yeah. and because God, something beneath me, and <laughs> and then lockdown happened, and I a few things kind of few videos that year kind of popped wherever, and then lockdown I was like, oh, let's just let's just see about this, and I had that in the tank, and I obviously Christmas parties were not a thing yeah, yeah. Uh, that year, and it was the first, you know, the, the very start so of lockdown. That 2020, that yeah, so yeah, yeah, three years ago, and so I, um, so I, put, I knew if I put it out, it would get a good reaction, and it did. It was just so on the money, like, mm. it was so on the money, it was like, oh, we're sitting across from each other for three weeks now, we're madly in love. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> the delusions of that lad mm, from the office. You I've know? seen it happen in real time, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. but it's like dark and sad, but look at the, the darkness and the sadness is something which it does. It's a consistent theme in, in, in a lot of your sketches. You mentioned the voice note one. Was that the one with the yeah. radio station yeah. with your man from Gory? And it was, yeah. you know, the, the unrequited love sadness about, you know, it also has that element of sort of skewering the media a bit about the, yeah. you know, the discussion points and get your messages in about, you know, do you leave your tea bags in and out? <laughs> I mean, the hand that feeds me. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, there, there is a darkness to your sketches though, which I think it really does Add an extra edge to them, all right. I think so. I mean, you, you make what you what you find funny, I suppose. You have to do what you find funny. And I don't, I, I've been lucky enough now with this, the online stuff that I've made it pretty uncompromisingly. Like I'll put stuff out um, that is, that can be dark, as you say. Not always, I don't, I try not to kind of, do, but it is like at times can be dark or miserable or sad. And people react to it because I, I think firstly people aren't expecting it in their in that format. Mm. People mm-hmm. are used to a very much a kind of a, a, a top level like just joke delivery service, which you know because it's, it's 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 only two minutes or a minute long you're working with. So I think uh, they're not expecting it, so it goes down well like that. I'm, and I am worried that that can wear off after a while. <laughs> like you need to kind of change it up and kind of keep it interesting and not kind of keep going back. Like I'm not going to do the voice note part two or something like that. I don't know, I'd love the voice now party. Okay, you? I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you bumped into it at nightclub over yeah, Christmas exactly. and it brought them all back. Oh, but now here you are at the end of the year and you've got these high profile chicken fillet roll endorsement deals with Centra or exactly. Spark or whoever or it is. Whoever it may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, see, that's the, uh, that's biting the hand that feeds me. It's like, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure I've lost some, uh, you know, oh, perspective endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Endorsement, <laughs> endorsement <laughs> moments that, uh, 
from people that... But you'll always have Keith Duffy and that's the main thing. Exactly. Keith Duffy. Oh, there's... There! What am I saying? <laughs> that was the moment. I was like, how has he missed the, like, the most obvious one? I mean, like, it's like, Chris it's like nearly a million <laughs> Thailand video. It's yes. a couple of thousand off a million now. It... it I By Christmas it's going to be at the million I'd say yeah. Oh people have stopped watching that <laughs> I actually watched that again the other day just for the crack it's very good Goose those numbers Thank Yeah you. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100% We're artificially everyone inflating up, the numbers If you're watching this now look up the Tireland uh, job advertisement video where Keith Duffy says he's looking for someone to work for him and Peter's right up there Yes I am the gig. And, uh, and the follow up song Thailand's the follow up song was a dark one yeah. now I have to say like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough one to make beautiful in its, in its execution but I was like ah oh, this, yeah. this is yeah this is yeah it was peak peak rugby fever is what it, it was it yeah. was I, I was creatively just I just showed up on the day <laughs> yeah. but I, I'm, 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 I was, it was mad to be with the man himself uh, but yeah it was uh, it was a crazier I can't it's been a, it's just it's been a mad year Elsewhere, so I, I, it's hard to kind of really wrap my head around all that stuff. I, it's definitely one that, when in the rearview mirror, I'll kind of be contemplating it a bit more. But it's been an insane year. It's uh, in terms of what's happened, and it's stuff that some of it was in the works before I went into the year. Others, other parts wasn't. So it's uh, it's hard sometimes to kind of take stock of of just how much of a year it was. And sure, it'll be all. Could end tomorrow. <laughs> well, hopefully not, because you've got more shows coming up. Go yeah. on, take, take the opportunity. Uh, 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 coming in. <laughs> We're nearly out of time. Tell us about the shows. Tell us about the shows. The shows. Uh, my, no, just, your, your version of Noel Kelly is going. Tell him about that show. Tell, tell him about the shows. Uh, my show, Great Lad, which I did in Victor Street last year. Out the water from Peter. Are you okay? Uh, I'm not on those lists. Not on the uh, lists. You won't sorry see about them. that. Uh, I was thinking of <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, well, oh yeah great lad great lad when, when to back when to back uh, mostly in May there's a date in March in Belfast um, it's my show I did it in Vicar Street this year and a few other places went down very well and I'm really excited to bring it back so that's going to be the main one and then uh, and keep an eye out for uh, Small Town Big Story a show that I have acted in that is going to be hopefully released uh, later next year and uh and then a few other things that uh, aren't nearly developed enough to talk about. Amazing. Oh, Peter Rigan, we wish you a very happy new year. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, Ming. Oh, Peter, happy Peter, thank you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I just really enjoy Peter Rigan's work. I think he's just so funny. What a man. He's he, given us so many laughs over the year. Yeah, he's also yeah. funnier in person. He's, he's really still, funny still don't person. know whether the person that we just met was being in character or not because he's so similar to some of his kind of hesitant yeah. modes in person. Like there is shades of himself definitely in the stuff that he does. Like having met him now yeah. Yeah. and understanding like it, he definitely is sort of yeah it's yeah as you say it's hard to know who's, yeah. who's Peter and who's Peter. What a guy though. Totally He's amazing. Yeah. Continued success to him. Um, so like one of the big stories that we all covered during the year was the uh, visit of Joe Biden Um you know, came back as sort of heroes welcome to home, but less so as we headed into the Christmas period, Richard. Uh, Joe Biden is definitely not exactly... No, he's certainly not as popular in in this part of the world as he had been. Um, Although some people who have, you know... You know, we were, we were saying when we were briefing up this up, this item up that he's become known as Genocide Joe among some people in a political sense because of his support um, in terms of military aid for Israel in their actions in Gaza. So some of the people who would call him that would definitely have been protesting against him arriving here in the first place. The importance and the scale of the Joe Biden visit to Ireland has probably dwindled as the year gone on. Uh, like, if we were looking at it from the start of the year, if we knew that there was going to be a US presidential visit, we'd probably say that would be one of the top stories of the year. Mm. I don't think it is in the top five stories of the year in terms of overall 
scale and importance mm. that happened in this country, yeah. which is rare for, mm. for, for yeah. a US presidential visit. But in light of what's actually happened and in terms of, you know, how the Irish public and how Irish politicians see what's happened in Gaza, there has been a huge amount of backlash towards the US president, famous son of this sod, if you want to put it that way. Um, amongst those people who have um, criticised him, Mary Robinson, the former president, now the chair of the group known as the Elders, um, who has released a statement on behalf of the Elders and has also appeared on the news uh, and online saying that President Biden's support for Israel's indiscriminate bombing uh, is losing both him and America respect uh, around the world. He says that it makes America look weak, that America has appealed for restraint, but it hasn't got it and it hasn't put any conditionality on the aid that it has provided for Israel to carry out on going bombing in Gaza. He also says that, it, or she also says that effectively it makes America and it makes Joe Biden's administration increasingly complicit for what's happened in Gaza. As of time of recording this, 20,000 plus people have been killed in Gaza. About 40% of them are children. Mm. So, I mean, it is a huge impact what, you know, in terms of the, the perspective and how people view Joe Biden. I think I, you see a lot in terms of how people even in terms of commentary and when we do stories on Gaza, mm. people are saying, I can't understand how Joe Biden and how the US government is allowing this to happen. What's especially notable about all of that, though, is the way that it might have domestic influence. Because we'll be talking later in the episode about 2024 and the election year that it is. But, you know, there was such hand-wringing in the last couple of months in the US about how the TikTok generation were seen as being largely pro-Palestine, that they didn't uh, take the same almost universally pro-Israeli approach as older generations or the political establishment might do. And the knock-on consequences that will have for Joe Biden when we're coming into an election year, that if you have younger generations who almost by default tend to lean Democrat anyway and are more liberal when while they're young, suddenly are likely to, to dump, or at least at this point look like they're going to dump the Democrat candidate for president in huge numbers because of the stance that he's taken up until now. And it really is a, just a remarkable reminder of how things that happen on the other side of the world can completely turn domestic politics on their heads somewhere else in the world, you know? Well, they say like a week is a long time in politics. I suppose the last couple of months has been so much that has changed and so much that, you know, when you look back, as you say, Richard, to the visit, it's just a totally different picture as you come to the end of the year for Joe Biden. It is. Uh, it would be interesting to see how Irish people look upon that visit now in the fullness of time in years to come. Um, will people, you know, I mean, he visited Dublin, he was in Dundalk, he was in Mayo and Ballina, of course, that huge, almost WrestleMania style uh, <laughs> walkout to, now, to, yeah. to, to yeah. dropkick Murphy's blaring and people waving American flags and, and Irish flags. Now, a lot of people will still be quite pleased and people will have different political opinions on, you know, the US's role in what's happening in Gaza. Um, but I think for a lot of people now, there will be an, an element of you can't separate the two things which happened, which is, you know, the hero's welcome for Joe Biden back in Ireland and his unwavering support. And some of the commentary, I think, actually, is probably going to be stuff that sticks most readily to Joe Biden in the context of what happens in 2024 in his own mm. election. The fact that he, you know, effectively spread misinformation about the war uh, in, in, in Gaza in terms of saying, you know, we can't take the casualty numbers for real. He thinks that they were being inflated. He's since walked that back. His staff have had to walk back. Other comments he's made as well. So very, very difficult year for Joe Biden. It's going to be interesting to see how Irish people view him as we go into next year and then in the fullness of time as well. Okay, stay with us because after the break, we're going to have a lighter look back at some of the pop culture moments from 2023. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're very welcome back. Now, when our next guest sent us on the list of stories from the year, I just loved it because I'd forgotten about quite a lot of them. Had you? Mm. Mm. There's some really, yeah, some really good stuff in there. Yeah, there's a belter. We are joined by the phenomenal presenter and podcaster, Fanula Joe. Happy Twixmas. I can't believe I'm in the group chat. There I can't believe it. Welcome aboard. We've melded sufficient. together. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding the middle space between Christmas and New Year? I can't be looking at any more meat. I'm just, I'm done. Like, meat sweats, they're real. It's, I love it, the throes of Christmas and being in Christmas. And then, I, but I'm not a New Year's person. So the closer it gets there, I'm like, Ugh. So you do nothing for New Year's then? No, I'm not. I'm really, I'm so allergic. It's organised oh. fun. Mm. I think yeah. you need to be, well, I'm about to go against my point here, but you need to be very organised and like booked to go away, which I yeah. never am. That's the only opportunity for fun. I hate mm. like going out. Or, so I'm like, in bed by 10, perfect, brilliant. Or if someone has like hosts a little house party and you go along to that and you can kind of go home at half 12. That's yeah, yeah. Like, but you, you can't spontaneously yeah. organise New Year's. You can't just be like, oh, I'll go out and just see if there's yeah. if town is busy. Like it has to be a pre-organised mega like regimented thing which yeah. takes a lot of the crack out of it it like, really does it's not my vibe we love your list of stories we want to get straight in and start with your new story of the year I mean as someone who works in television I don't know if this was the same for you but I was just glued glued to all the drama around this morning particularly mm. Philip Schofield's mm. exit I mean this was being teed up like all these rumours around you know this feud he had with his co-host uh, Holly Willoughby and you know we'd had their friendship presented for so many years as like they are best friends and they work together and it's great like this united front and they're winning awards and they're turning up to work hungover and it's like the best mm. crack ever to all of a sudden like all of these rumours that they can't stand each other they can't speak to each other they can't be in the same room as each other so then people are tuning in to see if like we can pick up on that then obviously you have Philip leaving and May putting out the statements just basically saying that they had become the story when this morning had always been about platforming stories and you know giving people voices and stuff like that and then you're analysing you know Holly comes out with her own statement people are analysing that like word for word on Instagram and then everything else that transpired after like it was just it's bananas As again having that insight of having worked in television and just watching it unfold it was it was like a TV show but it what it was real life and a TV show it was not mm. it was an insane slow burn as well because mm, yeah. the whole downfall probably all started with the whole you know the, the queue skipping thing at the Queen's mm, funeral yes. and all that yeah, yeah. remember that's when people because yeah. they were such a beloved duo on TV and that's where it all started to slowly go awry and then as you say you started having these stories but are they really that close all that sort of crack and then it just the wheels still came off around and that off. time of the queue skipping and was the queue skipping do you think it was a turning point where they started to maybe fall out of it I think so, yeah. I think, I think mm. the backlash over the queue skipping, I think, had to have taken it's a toll, a, like a hundred percent, because it was really just like you're talking months later where people just were really, even after they'd come out and said, you know, we didn't skip the queue, we were in a media line, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, people were just not buying it, and it really shattered the illusion, you know, for people who were watching at home. And I think that's what people underestimate the connection you can have with someone. Yeah, yeah. On television mm. and maybe they underestimated it a bit themselves like people felt like quite 
betrayed by it. Like. They felt yeah. quite left down by the yeah. at the time, didn't they? Well, firstly, well, two things. Firstly, how was that only this year? That like, what? How long was this year that actually yeah. happened in 2023? Mm. Eight thousand years long. But, but yeah. secondly, like Richard said, it was such a slow burn that for most of the time that they were the story, there was no public reason as to why they were the story. There was all these inferences and innuendos as to why they had fallen out, but no actual concrete knowledge as to mm, what it mm. was that might have driven a wedge between them. And it was only months and months afterwards before we realised that there was the the allegations that ultimately led to Philip Schofield leaving ITV, which is just wild that and it worked out that way. Even the whole public thing between Eamon Holmes and them, you know, Eamon Holmes every day oh, was God. going on. Yeah. Um, oh, GB News, yeah. where, you know, having a rant in the morning and, you know, sort of like side digs here and there. I mean, it was like, it was quite a heated time, wasn't it? There was so much needle in all of it. I actually think what's one of the most interesting points the whole thing was how poorly every statement and every public utterance to try and, you know, either apologise for things was. Philip Schofield's statements on his matter was really poor. Um, the sort of the tributes and the farewell to him from this morning, also incredibly terse. Uh, and <laughs> sort, sort of, of like, insincere. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. forget you, no? Yeah. There was the one when Holly left the show as well, which was like that weird montage of like, yeah, you know. Yeah, like her image on the side of the building and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. God, but never forgotten. And yeah. Family first. Yeah, like family first. Just it's like she was some Tory <laughs> politician or something. It was like, these are political <laughs> slogans for her. I mean, um, it was very The Morning Show, if anyone's watched The Morning Show very, on TV. Exactly. It was very The Morning Show. But know? it was such a strange thing and it was just a calamity after calamity and disaster after disaster for what is such a polished show and mm. has been yeah. for years. Mm. That's really, it's, it's, it's hard to understand. It was. And I suppose even just to see then, obviously there was a real and substantial threat then to, to Holly Willoughby and the fact that she stepped down. And so are they still, they're still looking for their successors at the moment? Yes, I think. And that, but again, that's the thing, that's a story in itself. It's like, who will replace them? Because even though like Holly and Phil had fallen out of favour for some viewers, like you still have, like I, I love going into the Instagram comments just to see what people are saying. And people are so like, territorial about the positions yeah and also thinking like th- could, like talking about big shoes to fill and stuff like that and it's like well did you like them no pun intended there and it's like well did you like them or did you not you know what I mean but again <laughs> when they had such a strongly established brand and like at that helm I don't envy anyone taking that job to be honest because it's kind of like you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't Fucking you know there's a lot of pressure yeah. um, another one uh, your funniest news moment of the year also a uh, one from television sorry this was <laughs> I, love I this mean so Mariam Mashari take a bow you have solidified yourself in history uh, just being caught out in any kind of news segment as someone who works in TV I was hmm. just like I felt for her but I was also like this is the funniest thing to ever witness hosting BBC News gets caught on camera giving the middle finger to the camera and is just immediately then professional face mm. on back to the job like nothing happened that was almost more admirable because we, we, we've all done that we've mm. all been waiting for the queue in our ear and then it goes mm. and, and there but for the grace of God go any of us pulling a face before suddenly the camera comes on the speed at which she goes from like to like deadpan this is BBC News. Like that was the most admirable bit of the whole lot. Oh, like, it was you do that quickly? It was, I I wouldn't have been able to do it. Mm. Like just, and I cannot, I'm like dying for the day when we see like a, a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race eventually do it for Snatch Game it, because yeah. it's just going to be, it was perfect. <laughs> like to the second, like I would have been bawling crying, like immediately, yeah. hysterically yeah. in tears. Her professionalism knows no bounds. Say what you want about the moment prior. I was, I'm obsessed with her. Queen. I, I felt so sorry. I I wonder did she realise the time because I know this did nearly happen to me I'm 
I'm still not sure. I'm still not clear to this day if it totally happened. It was the day my dog died. And I was like, I shouldn't even have been on air. I was like literally bawling about half an hour before I went on air. And it was uh, Charles and Camilla were visiting Waterford. And whatever happened, we were really late getting all the stuff sent back to the studio. And like Brian, our producer, was like in my ear. He was moving things around, like changing clips or something. So like while one clip was playing, I was trying to wave at the camera to be like, what? Like, what are we doing next? Like, yeah. I was totally unclear. Yeah. And I had a face uh-huh. like a dog coming and I'm like waving at the camera. And then literally someone here went, you're in vision. And I went, I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't Whoa. even get the words out. I just like, I barely got through it. But I think somebody must have kept me out of vision before. It was, but like terrifying, like totally terrifying. It is. It's yeah. because you can, it can happen in so many different ways. Anybody, especially if you're live and out and about, people can come up and say something to you and you can react to what they're saying. Like she did put up, a, I think she put up a tweet yeah. that evening. I can only imagine what she was actually feeling at that no. point. I think yeah. she handled it really well and I think it's, it's very played off into a very yeah. much a laugh. Like the full video has been released with her whole countdown thing. Yeah, it was that she was doing a skit with whoever was in gallery that was doing yeah. the countdown. Yeah. And Which shows a good office atmosphere. Like. Again, mm. hand choreography on point. Yeah. I will Amazing, say. I would say. Phenomenal, yeah. actually. But yeah, yeah, again, I suppose it, when you're in that position, like it's so easy for it to feel like your heart is literally coming out of your trousers um, <laughs> and not really, you know, like take in the moment that we're all like, we're on your side. It's fine. It happens. Yeah. We yeah. know we know you weren't maliciously doing anything to the lovely BBC News viewers at home, you know, so... It's Are your trousers? Is that allowed? Whatever. <laughs> I think it's good. It's, yeah. it's canon now. Brilliant. That's what happens. Yeah. Um, your person of the year. I mean, so I actually had only, so tell us your person of the year, first of all. It is, oh, people are going to be mad at me, but let them come. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, have, yeah, I yeah. have my reasons, right? Oh, because okay, I thought you were going to pick Logan Roy. Well, I mean, a real person. if we're going to say fictional person, okay. Logan, Logan Roy, forever in our hearts. May he rest. May he rest. Oh. RIP to a real one. <laughs> I mean, one, yeah. if you haven't watched, watched Succession, I don't know what you're doing. Well, this is the great time to do, probably in this middle space between Christmas Truly, and New Year. Truly, mm. even though I've just potentially in. ruined it for you. Sorry, um, but also the show's <laughs> actually, yeah, Succession. Actually, yeah, point, yeah. Okay. The show is called Succession. <laughs> it's um, not a real spoiler. Yeah. My real life person of the year, I mean, it, it has to be Taylor Swift. I mean, for better, for works, I just find her the most fascinating figure within music, pop mm. culture, celebrity, like philanthropist in her ways that she does and doesn't. She has dominated every aspect, nearly every aspect of society this year in a way that I've never seen with a celebrity in my lifetime or a pop star. It's mm. just she, beyond. She has by far the biggest footprint of anybody on the planet in pop culture, whether that be, we talked about it on this podcast about her impact on the NFL, for example, yeah. the concert tour, the cinema the movie of the concert tour which was amazing to watch I Brilliant. actually was oh. caught out singing at it and people turned around went, I, oh, I wish I was there what, what's wrong with people like, if you're, singing at, you're singing at a concert and people are like what are you Richard, doing Richard I don't get it like where were the screenings where everyone was up and dancing because I was not at one of them either and yeah. I felt ashamed and I should not feel shame at it were you like, at a, like an IFI version where you were sitting there and everyone was being like, very culturally like <laughs> with the art students no yeah. do you know what I went to like a very late screening so I feel like all the children were in bed which like oh, fair okay. enough I think I should have gone to like a matinee and had yeah. a laugh with What it. do you think it is about her that has resonated in such a way? Because I was listening to you on, on the No Encore podcast where you're talking about this as well, about how she sort of feels that she's bounced back from a really dark period. Mm. But there was something about this year that it really mm. took her to a completely different place. Like, what do you think has gone on for her this year that's made her that much bigger than she ever has been before? Because she has been huge for years. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's just to see her get to this new peak is and wonder if there is a bubble that's about to burst or if she's just literally only going to get more and more famous, more and more rich. I don't know. I feel like she speaks to 
the female experience mm. and like she's been in the industry since 16 since she was 16 and writing songs I think she speaks to a lot of women in that way um, having faced that kind of public humiliation with mm. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West again I know you're talking about that on such a bigger scale but I feel like we all have a moment that we can relate to in a similar manner I I don't know. I think it's also that she's like very smart. I think if you look at how she's managed to change industries, like we saw previously with streaming when she withheld her music yeah, off Spotify, Spotify because mm. she was annoyed that artists weren't being paid fairly. Like the industry moves with her, whatever it is. You look at even the film industry now yeah. with this uh, era's tour film that has come out in cinemas, like single-handedly kind of nearly saving cinemas in a way. And again, making herself a boatload of money in the process um, because of the, the, the distribution deal she signed. I don't know. It's just it's the power I think and it's kind of scary mm. fascinating and it's not I'm not saying that I necessarily think she should have that much power but it's just as I said I've never known someone in my lifetime to have like that much sway kind of still be making art in a way that has influence and is still like very commercially mm. successful like constantly breaking records it's I don't know it's actually it's just, staggering yeah, yeah it's, staggering it is, is yeah. the word you, you yeah. mentioned how she kind of saved the cinema industry there and of course this has been the year of the Hollywood writer strike there was nothing being produced actually mm. having a big grossing thing is, is really valuable for that how much of her cultural dominance do you think is kind of all ultimately planned on her part that she's actively trying to work on oh there'll be no movies better get a, a movie film out or how much of it is just by accident of being a megastar anyway Taylor does nothing on accident, mm. as the Swifties mm. know. This is a gal who will meticulously plan an album rollout, um, spread Easter eggs throughout the campaign to kind of call back to previous albums, previous moments for the fans. It's all about fan service for her. Um, and I think that is a good aspect of the Ayers tour movie for people who didn't get tickets to the tour. I didn't. I'm still annoyed. Please, mm. please, anyone have tickets? Manifesting um, for 24. Manifesting, <laughs> manifesting for 24. for 2024. But making it accessible for those people who couldn't afford tickets. Maybe she's not playing mm. a show in their area. Like it did really open up the experience for fans. And it is something, it, it's something she has been about since the start of her career. Like she's never done paid meet and greets. It's all about the fan experience for her. Mm. Now, now, obviously, there's a counterpoint with, you know, how much money she is making and how strategic she is about that with, you're talking about the the multiple vari variants of the vinyls yeah. and the merch and stuff like that. It does get to a point where I think this, this year she became a billionaire. I mean, good for you. Again, mad, yeah. At the same time, mm. like... I don't know. There's a question there around, yes, she's doing a lot for the fans. Is she also potentially exploiting them financially? Probably so. Um, There's a level of cynicism so. that comes yeah. to it, yeah. yeah. Definitely. We use that she is a philanthropist and she does give a lot back. Mm. Yeah, but again, I think there's a lot of questions around, you know, we saw it in her uh, Netflix documentary, um, Miss Americana, like she's very selective about what she speaks out on and that kind of nearly became a plot point in the film about mm. how she desperately wanted to speak out on something, but her team was like, no, because public image and stuff like that, it's... Republicans buy tickets too. Don't yeah, do yeah, which it, it's something that I kind of find, I do find disappointing about her, but at the same time, it goes back to that thing of she is so high, but I mean, the only place is down from such yeah. a peak in some ways. So there has to be a level of self-preservation on her part, especially given what has happened in the past. I don't know, I could talk about her all day, but totally I know nobody yeah. wants to and nobody wants to listen to that but <laughs> honestly fascinating person of the year for better or for worse 100% 
Absolutely phenomenal. So looking ahead to next year, what's coming up for you next year? What's coming up for me? Um, hopefully loads of sleep and... DIY, yeah, maybe. I'd like to have a better crack at the house and do a bit more. Um, hopefully still busy with work. Um, not getting married next year, so but planning a wedding. So that's a, an experience. Um, yeah, I just hope for much the same More health, the same. happiness and busyness. Oh, you're Not amazing. too much to lose. Thank you so much. You're such a star. Thanks for coming in and joining us. Thanks, guys. I love Fanil Jones. She's just gas. So, superstar so funny. She's yeah. a superstar. She's going to have a great year this year. Uh, before we finish up for the year, Richard, do you have a couple of people you want to nominate for People of the Year, Person of the Year, I should say? Yeah, Person of the Year. Obviously, Taylor Swift won the, the big one, which is the Time one, and obviously won and our Fanil one as well, Jones which is also yeah. the second yeah, biggest yeah. one. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting the amount of people who've shared um, the GQ Middle East uh, cover from for Man of the Year, uh, and the winner of that was Motaz Aziza, who yes. we've talked about many times. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my personal feeling is that Time Magazine I don't disagree with the reasons why they went for Taylor Swift in the end I do believe that they should have picked the, the journalists of Gaza as their person of the year mm. as of the start of December more than 70 journalists have been killed in Gaza I don't want to put a belabor the point but because it's quite dark um, but there is nowhere near the same level of outrage there was as, as even when Jamal Khashoggi was killed mm. um, as a journalist we have 70 journalists killed in Gaza and not even remotely near the same level of outrage from journalists in the West uh, in terms of lighter note obviously it's been a big sporting year in Ireland uh, the Rugby World Cup didn't work out as people intended Johnny Sexton obviously though bears out huge year for him mm-hmm. uh, Katie McCabe I think has had an incredible year in a footballing mm-hmm. sense um, especially given that whole row and the fallout with Vera Pau that she had yeah. Yeah. a lot of yeah. people were calling for her head she ends the year as one of the best footballers in England in terms of WSL and yeah, captaining Ireland. Just for the Ballon d'Or, wasn't yeah, he? Like, exactly, really yeah. Universally acknowledged as one of the, the greatest athletes on the planet right Real now. Real superstar. Amazing. And there's some great stuff happening in Irish sport and I hope that, you know, in the in the fullness of 2024 that we'll have a lot of really great moments to celebrate as well there. Yeah. Mm. Anyone for you, Gav? Um, on the note of athletes, I think Rashid Adelaki had an yep. extraordinary year. Kieran McGean as well coming fourth in the World Championships. Um, it, it just It's a real thing to look forward to next year that it doesn't seem like we are regularly this far out from an Olympics. We can already be excited, so excited about so many different athletes and so many different prospects that they have. So like, mm. it's going to be a, a brilliant year on that front. If we can squeeze in the sport with all the elections that there's going to be next year. Because yeah. it's basically wall to wall. So we have the, the referendums on uh, March the 8th on... Um, the definition of family and the role of women. There's the local and European elections and also the Limerick mayoral election uh, the first week of June and the referendum on the European Patent Court which I'm going to bore you both to, to tears about. Well, not, today, today, this, but not today, Not today. Not very Christmas, There might be a general election here at some point in the second half of the year. Most people, I'm coming around to the idea now that it's probably going to happen October, November. There is, of course, another big election in the States in November uh, and there's a pretty good chance that okay. a candidate at the time who might be in jail for not recognising the result of the previous election might legitimately win the next election. Yep. That could be weird. Um, and then the UK and, and what that might mean for everything north of the island as well. It's basically just going to be wall to wall and it'll be fascinating to see as we take stock now how many people that are in positions of power now might mm. still be there in 12 months time because the chances are it might be relatively few indeed. I think that's kind of the beauty of news is like you never know what's going to happen next and that's why we kind of like these jobs because you get up in the morning you think you're going to be on one thing and then it can all change mm. in a flash. Um, has someone, it been, can, someone can put out a press release saying that Ryan Tuberty has misstated his earnings or, or he has misstated his know. earnings. You then. never know how the day is going to take yeah, you. That's two months gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for both of you, I mean, it's been a great year for all of us. I've really enjoyed, I have to say, once again, working with both of you on the podcast, not to be too formal, but um, 
I love doing this with you guys actually mm. if you can't say it at Christmas when can you say it ah, no it's been lovely beautiful. I do I'm looking forward to coming back on the 10th of January uh, but I'm enjoying the break I have to say and mm. you know it's been yeah it's been really good but particularly want to say a special thank you to Ross who is leaving Absolutely. Mm. us at the end of this year he's moving on to a new job a content creation job which we're really excited for you Ross I mean we're going to miss you and we're sad that you're going but we absolutely adore you and thank you so much for everything you've done for us but a special shout as well to Rory and Tommy and everyone in the gallery who works on this every week because um, just because you see and hear us persecuting you every yeah, week yeah. there's actually a huge amount of people who uh, work on it Aubrey as well who's been working on it this year Cloda. so Cloda yeah. yes Cloda. we've been so lucky Cloda. I feel like just naming Sinead, people here today, is Janine, uh, Tara yeah. uh, everyone who's here on the floor because you only Neil. get to see the three of us but Neil yeah. and, and Dan and everyone else in the gallery it doesn't happen without them so we're always very grateful we've for definitely all forgotten something now haven't we yeah. and, and a shout out to our crews as well actually the camera crews we work with uh, throughout the year as well because they've made contributions to the group chat throughout the year as well mm. all the crews have worked on them was it um, Mark Armstrong who was on the back of the bus with you during the Biden episode. on the back of the bus. Yeah. Owen Kelly's done a few. We have. We've done a few odd ones over the years. Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Strange spots for podcasting, but good ones all the same. It's been a great, good, good year of, of, of news podcasting. Hopefully, uh, a nice one next year. Yeah, and a special crossed. thank you to the listener if you're listening to this as well because you are so important to us as well. Don't forget uh, to leave a comment actually. Leave us um, a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review and let us know um, your favourite episode of the year, maybe your favourite story or your person of the year or your story of the year. Uh, be sure to send them on. Um, but yeah, looking forward to next year. Yeah. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> After <laughs> we get a nap because there's going to be so many elections that I actually need about three weeks of sleep first. So, Well, that's it from us for 2023. We wish you all finally a happy new year and we'll see you on the 10th of January. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. See you next year. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.